Hey, everybody. It is Billy Wayne, and we didn't have an episode last week because we recorded this last week and wanted to make it make sure that we edited it correctly and it is clear and crisp and you understand exactly what the message we're trying to get across here. These guys need help. They need help and they're asking for help and they need help and they need help on every level. And we're asking you if you know how, or if you have ideas or if you're famous and you can blast this or you're a politician that has good in their heart still. I'm just kidding. We don't want to, we don't want to deal with any politician that would respond to that. So being like, I'm still good. No, that's not how, what we need is when there's like, I know how to protect these guys. That's what we need. And I'm sorry to get preachy, but this is, this is, in, uh, it's the most important episode we've ever done. Let's just put it, no offense to anyone else. And I don't think anyone else would take offense to that, but that this is the most important one. We want to help these guys out. There's we need to save the special, special place for these special people. And if we save them, we can save every small farmer across the goddamn country. Because that's who it's already happening in Michigan. They're trying to do it in other states where you can't grow your own. And that's the whole point of this whole podcast. It's to, it's to grow your own. It's to teach everyone to grow your own because you can. So, and these guys did it all. They they fought. They went to prison. They hid in the the hills. They 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 outlasted all of it to be like it's just a plant that helps people. So now we need to help them because it's going to help so many people. So many people. Sorry, Mike. I'm just preachy. No, no, I love it. I love it. This is what's important. And I'll say from my side of this. I know what we're doing. We're all we are all in an agreement. We're all deciding to do society together. And that's just a part of this. We are doing society together. You know, some of us decide to break some laws, have some fun, you know, maybe not do taxes. I understand that. But then when legalization came and the recreational market came, they're like, hey, come out of the shadows. Come out here. Come and play with us in this legal capitalistic game. And we all said yes. And we said, yes, we want to do this. We're tired of hiding. We're tired of fearing for our family safety. Just give us a just give us a clean shake at this. Just give us a chance to actually and do they're what we're not doing. And they are they're not. They're not. They're- and we're going to have to get loud about this. Like we're going to have to get loud about everything else until in, unless we do, they won't, they won't listen. So all of you that have made marijuana, your personality, and you've made millions off that now is to the time to give your actual thanks and to these people for all this plant has done for you. They've done the actual work work now you need to help them now listen to every word these two dudes say every word on this episode and send it to everyone you know that could help and bother them about it bother them say hey this isn't listen to these guys this is who this is for guys just enjoy and please be motivated by this and send it to as many people as as you humanly can 
and bother them, annoy them. Be like, oh, you're being annoying. Yes, I need your attention. I need your attention. I need you to listen to John and Jason. It's important. And it's this, it, that disconnect I was talking about on the other episodes of like, there's something about standing in Vegas and not being able to smoke on that thing and then not being able to see the seeds where this whole thing came from. Like this is, this is part of that disconnect I'm talking about. And if they, if we allow it, it's just more disconnect with nature and it's part of the whole, just listen. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. How we living, you humble rascallions? Life's pretty good, you know? And it ended the season, and, you know, pretty happy it's over. You know, it was a long, a long season this year. But it's always <laughs> a good feeling of completion. The end of the year ended with a bang, had a really good second crop. So, feeling pretty good. We were just down there. We had an amazing time. We did some comedy, and we did some stuff. We got to hang out with John. And then the second we leave, we see that there's an insane windstorm down there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What the hell happened? There was just a big windstorm, things getting blown over. You know, yeah, it came in pretty hot. It's probably some of the biggest gusts I've experienced in 16 years on this hill. And, um, you know, you take the plastics off your greenhouse, I guess, and you live on the ridge. But uh, Mother Nature did that for me. Yeah, you know what's kind of interesting, too, is he, he's texting me and showing me these videos of 60 and 70 mile an hour winds just tearing his place apart. And I'm just actually across the valley um, on the west side, and there's not even a breath of wind at all. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. You know, you yeah. pay for the view. You pay for the view. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, where I live, sometimes the view, yeah, it just slides down the hill. That's part of it. You know, I, I know this is this year. This is your guys' show, and I always seem to, you know, just want to try to take the lead. I just want no, to we love that. Thing. Please, I'm so one tired thing. of talking. One thing, you know, big respect to both of you guys. You know, when you were down here, you did the comedy thing in Eureka. And I guess, man, I've over I've overlooked your guys' talent. Like, holy <laughs> mackerel, you guys are funny as shit. Like, no. man, I just didn't people expect stuff you if you guys start saying humbled. that. You guys are very humble. And and like when I when I when Mike got up, it was just like crazy. And then all of a sudden you got up and I was like, oh my God, these guys kept this secret from us for so long. But anyways, <laughs> great job. I'm really happy. I know you now. well thank you we mostly just want to smoke weed we prefer people don't know we do comedy i mean billy has to make a living off of it but we just want to hang out and smoke weed with you guys nine times out of ten so it's yeah the feelings 
very mutual where I'm like, wow, you guys have such a gift. And I was like, oh, I should tell them what I really do one day. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what well, they people ask to. They're like, how do you know when you're a professional comedian? I was like, oh, when you stop telling people that you're a comedian. That's <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want people to know what I do. So I was in heaven. I got to be in Maui and then I was in the Redwoods back it was like uh i was like oh this is i'm at peace with everything kind of centered and it was real nice to be on your place and then get to do comedy and then mike went on, and i went on some hikes and i didn't even know about the wind till mike just said that i was just i came <laughs> back here i was making little changes in my life you know my routine which is like why i like to go up there and experience that and then yeah and then we had a nice talk and I think uh, that's the whole point of this this episode is I want you guys to tell everyone what the fuck is happening because I don't think they really understand because I didn't Mike and I didn't even understand the like the severity of it. I understood I could see things happening just with me shopping online for farms and stuff. I was like, ah, oh, there's a lot of we're trying to make this loud and make get louder and louder and louder so i will let you you apologize for taking over the podcast but i was like no i need you to do that on this one. we want so, you to uh, tell everybody about what the fuck's happening in humble so hey, let me so know we, if i'm glitching a little because it's staying unstable internet so just let me know because you guys are freezing up a little so yeah so um you know I'm going to let Jason start, but you know, how deep do you want this to go? And, and I'm assuming when you say, tell everybody what the, what the F's going on, you're talking about the industry, what's going on with the small farmer and um, with all that stuff and the challenges that we're faced uh, with. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. We yes. want them to know boots on the ground. What is happening to the people that have brought this plant? you know, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, who have been caretakers, not only this plant, but the land and what now that big money and people with money are trying to do to the people who have fought so hard for so long. And should we be very careful with our language? I mean, are we being censored here? I mean, like oh, the oh, fuck. we can throw fuck some No, you can say anything. Say That's, whatever the fuck you want. This podcast we have, the only sponsor we have, the only sponsor we have is Humboldt Cannabis Tours, so and he really doesn't care. <laughs> okay. So Jason, how about you lead it off? So I mean, you know, it's uh it's pretty severe around here. And you know, you can't you, you can't make it one day without running into ship at least five people that are are freaking out, you know. Um, family members, friends. Um, you know, a lot of people are losing their jobs right now or they can't afford to pay their bills. And you know, we, we invest a lot of money every year to grow weed. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, you, you put your money in, you expect to get it out and it doesn't happen. And then, we, and then now we have on top of that, you know, this time of year, we start getting hammered with taxes and bills. And so it's just like, it, it's a compound of not being able to sell your weed. And, you know, then we got hit with early rain. So that's hammering people. Um, people are beat down around here right now. You know, me and me and Johnny are out there. We're doing our stuff, you know, and, it, and it's cool and all. But at the same time, it, it's bittersweet because there's just so much pain in this community. My uncle's store, 
it's barely, I mean, they're deep in the red. They're barely surviving. Nobody's going to any stores, really, all the grocery stores, all the regular stores, everything's starting to feel it all at once. You know, I feel like there's kind of a gnarly push that is bringing us back into our roots, you know, where it's, it's going to be a real, real hard time. But, but if I shed any positive light on it, you know, there's going to be, people aren't going to be coming here to make money like they always did. And the, the people that have lived here forever off the land are definitely bunkering down. So that is a little bit of positivity. It's a real weird thing to watch this spiral out of control. We all knew this was going to happen. They aren't really surprised, but now being being in it, watching, it's not even the prices dropping. We cannot even sell wheat. I mean, it's not even moving. And so, you know, we're getting return product from last year that, and this is all money, every pound with how much it costs us to grow, let's just say averages from probably 300 to five, maybe even $600 to grow a pound for some of us. And so this is all invested money. Um, this is money we thought we made. We're getting return product from last year even, right? It's a tough time in Humboldt County right now. It's a tough time in Emerald Triangle. It's a tough time for all really small craft farms where uh, we're in a uphill battle. Yeah, so if, if I can just chime in too is, uh... You know, we're very grateful to be able to do what we love to do and that we've been doing our whole life. Um, you know, when we came out of the darkness and into the light and we were given really a, a chance to to start paying all these taxes on um, on our livelihood and really come forth and say, look, we, you know, we were growing illegally in the past and now we want to come forth and join the permitting program. We really thought we were going to get a fair shake. And that's kind of what we expected from the state of California. And unfortunately, you know, there, there's bigger powers that are seeming to, to run the show. And unfortunately, what the farmer is looking at, um, you know, we get up at five in the morning, we go to work, we bust our butt because it's, it's not so much about the money. It's about growing the best possible product we can and, and really getting the joy out of getting responses from the consumer that, either tells us he really loves our product and he, and he feels much better, or maybe he just doesn't like our product or whatever it is. But unfortunately now for a pound of cannabis, we have to pay $154 state tax on that pound. It cost us $150 to have that pound trimmed, sometimes more, but we'll just go on the low end. And then we have to pay our square footage fee with the county that we live in, which um, is quite a bit. Then we pay our square footage fee for the state um, of California. Then we pay our waterboard fee, our fishing game fee. You know, that's not even counting all the supplements and the foods that we, we have as inputs for our product, or if you have employees, the labor. And I don't want, I'm not complaining. I'm just laying it all out on the table because what's, what's really frustrating for us is that there's no way that the state of California doesn't know what's happening to the small farmer in the Emerald Triangle. And it, it really hurts me to, to know that they're not trying to help us or help the industry that they've created. And as an example of something that they're not doing that they could do is why are they continuing to permit farms in the state of California when currently today, we're growing 60 million pounds of cannabis with only the ability through legal avenues in retail shops to get rid of 5 million pounds. So currently we have 55 million 
pounds of oversupply in California. I'm trying and to tomorrow, get through it. I'm trying. And tomorrow they will continue to permit more farms. So there's no other thing to happen but for the unfunded farmers, the smaller farmers that don't have all the money backing them are going to fail. It's just really discouraging to see that. And that's kind of it in a nutshell. And I'll let you comment on that, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I want somebody to tell me I'm wrong. I want somebody to tell me that they're going to do something. And I know they're pointing their fingers at the illegal grows, that that's the cause, but that is 100%, without a doubt, I've never been more positive about anything in my life. That is a distraction to the real truth that's happening here in this state. And the, the saddest thing about all this, since they got us into this, you know, they got everyone going in this legal market. Well, what they're doing is they're single-handedly pushing everyone back into the black market. And I mean, a lot of that is because to buy at a dispensary, you're still going to pay, you know, from 40 to $70 for an eighth of weed still, which we aren't making that money. You know what I mean? So the consumer that wants to buy legal is getting screwed. The farmer is getting screwed. And so now what's happening? Well, everybody's going back to the street. They're literally making this whole thing just not work. You know, I mean, like, like you're saying $154 a pound, that could be a pound of small. That could be a pound that's worth $100. It doesn't matter if it's a pound of cannabis, they charge you $154 on that. My biggest good point. Where can I ask just a rant? Where, yeah. did, how arbitrary is 154? Why is that? Why do they pick that number? Because that's the flat tax that they say that the voters voted in. So when they when they developed the tax system, it wasn't with a fluctuating price scale. They 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 came up with that number because it was what they thought was going to be 10 percent of AAA flour, which at the time that they they created this industry was like at maybe twelve or thirteen hundred dollars a pound at the highest point. And then they just didn't really take in for any kind of consideration that they were going to oversupply the whole county and the price was going to plummet. So when it dropped, they still are at their flat tax, and which doesn't make any sense on the $300 pound. We're going to throw it over the bank before we sell it on the legal market. I promise you that. Well, and the thing that I think is most shocking to me is like, yes, there's that flat tax that is going on that is absolute insanity, you know, up here in Oregon. We do a percentage tax on a pound, but you guys are also getting tax on square footage by both like the state and the county. Like that's absolute insanity. I can tell you per as being personal tax, bank tax, county tax, state tax. We are getting taxed to death. And not only that, but as somebody who's growing in Oregon. You guys have to pay for so many different licenses that we than we have to. Like as far as moving product around, you take a 21-year-old kid who's working for us and they just have to fill paperwork and they can transport and drive it somewhere else. They can drive plants anywhere. They're selling you guys and forcing you guys other licenses to do that. And to me, like you ask. Why are they still licensing people with that much extra product around? And it's just because I think they're trying to tax you guys eight ways to Sunday in a very vindictive way. And they're, you know, at least as an outsider, I can say it seems like they're like, well, you guys got away with and had money. It's like, well, fuck you. We also put our lives on the line and we didn't walk away as millionaires. That's not how this game is. 
it seems like the people in power have watched too many episodes of Dateline and they think that there's billions of dollars buried in the mountains up in Humboldt. There might be, but <laughs> no one knows where it's at, you guys. So it's not like that's not an issue. That's not the problem here. Also, I don't understand the long, long game here. The funniest freaking part of this whole thing is we're, we're having this conversation and we're talking about all this shit. It's a fucking plant. My God, it's a plant. And so it's like, you know, I would love to believe that when it's federal illegal, that it would just be clean sailing and everybody's going to know where a multi-billion dollar industry was created right here in the Emerald Triangle, right here in the heartland of Southern Humboldt, where I was running from helicopters, where Jason was running from helicopters at the age of 15. Like we're waking up in the morning and put on your boots because we're running today. That's what, that was our childhood. And so people need to know that people need to understand what we did for this plant and this power, this, this plant is so powerful and it has so many medicinal healing powers that it has to be shared with people. And those people that really can benefit from it need to be really given the best possible organically grown full spectrum cannabis that's grown on this earth. And I believe it's here from Southern Humboldt and we don't want anything more to be able to do than really to provide that for those people that really want to enjoy that and to get better. And, um, you know, to, to imagine that being taken away from us or from these people here that are, are really good hearted people that would never harm a fly is just really a shame and just makes me really want to believe as much as I don't want to believe in conspiracist theories or anything like that. But there's got to be some special agenda or special interest groups that have a big plan for capitalizing on this industry. So um, I hope not. But what do you what do you think, Jason? I mean, what, what are you? I mean, I, I, I feel well, I, I feel like my my little conspiracy theory on this whole thing is what it's been from the get go. I was actually talking about it at your house today. And these people have so much money that we are basically battling against right now that they could shake us like how Costco shakes small businesses, how Amazon shakes small businesses. They could drop prices, drop prices down, 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 down until everybody has to go, right? Because we can't afford to grow it. And fucking we're out, boom, they're in. No, we're no, done. no, so, I'm I mean, going to, it's not. They can. It's they will do that. They will. They will it's do that. It's a blueprint. It is it just what us they'll a do. A lot of money to grow the quality that we want to grow, and really, the biggest part of it is the taxes. Honestly, they're making it cost us way more than it should. That's what I feel. I feel. I mean, we all know money. It's always about fucking money. But the bottom line is, is you know, me and Johnny, especially you guys. I mean, there's groups of us that are trying to get the word out there. I still believe, I still believe that people are going to eventually want to buy the best weed for their, their body, the best lean, sun-grown cannabis, which is grown in the Emerald Triangle. And everyone says, you know, everyone around town, everybody talks to says, you know, only the strong are going to survive, or people are going to fall off. And when I hear that, a lot of those people are falling off are my friends, my family, my dad, my uncle, my mom. It's like, it's not just, oh, people are going to fall off. No, this is my fucking family losing their job. This is our radio station, our community center, everything that's funded by cannabis falling off. For people to casually say that, to me, it fucking hurts, you know? 
it's really hard, you know, being here in a small town up here in the mountainside, really to have that outreach and to, to touch the consumer and really to, to share with them what we're going through. So we really appreciate what you're doing. But as big and as, as well known as you are, it's really come down to the point where they said, I think I saw some, uh, some statistics that said over 50 to 60% of the small farmers in the Emerald Triangle will will end up closing down by the end of this year. And that's just an astronomical number to even fathom. And those are our family and friends. And really what we, we hope to do, which, which we've been sitting here waiting for somebody to stand up and to yell in support of us is a, is a bigger name, is somebody that has that loud voice, not those multi-billion dollar corporations that are taking advantage of this situation, and that have the money, that have the outreach, that have the marketing and branding dollars. We're looking for somebody to save us. We're looking for a Willie Nelson. We're looking for a burner, a Snoop Dogg. Stand up and help us. We're the we're the. I was thinking owner here. of Patagonia, right? I mean, come on, people like that, right? Come on, man. Your, your brother, your brother, Seth Rogen, right? I mean, come on, man. He wants to <laughs> he wants to jump in the weed game. It's like all these guys want to jump in. They already have money. They're famous. They got their shit. Come save a fucking community, a heritage, a legacy. Let's go, you know? I'm going to send this to some people that can maybe send this to some people. The most fucked up thing about it is you said it very much at the top of this podcast is that the rains came home early. Like the rains have already hit Humboldt early this season. Let me interrupt one second because this is (laughs) the way our, the way Humboldt weather was my dad has bred a strain that is done at the end of september why because our winters were like this so last year me doing a third run into december that was fucking weird you know that wasn't good so but yes we got fucking crushed by that rain and there is mold go but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I fucking love you, man. But that's what I'm saying, though. As a farmer, you're already battling against fucking nature. You're already battling against so many elements. And now you're also battling against the tax, man. I mean, there's none dude, of that. How about Gavin Newsom, right? He wants to uh, outlaw lawnmowers and leaf blowers and make them all electric, but he's going to fucking let somebody light up a fucking 4,000 light indoor grow. Like, what? yeah, well, hold What's on, going? hold on. Whoa. What happens if I made a little bit of money last year? What if I had $30,000 for the year in the bank, they charge me $250 a month. They charge me an additional 350. It cost me $10,000 last year to have $30,000 in the bank because it was a cannabis account. Yeah, like uh, dang. You know, I can't even keep the money in the bank. Like, Dude. so just in case I made some, they got that too. Yeah, no, they're fucking you each way. We have a bank up here in Oregon called Maps, and they charge five five hundred dollars a month uh, just to have a bank account. And then because all the dispensaries run in cash, once you hit a certain number of bills that you've deposited a month, they start charging you per bill. Yeah. There you go. The man's the real gangster here, right? He's the one. He's, he's the one squeezing us. That's for sure. So, so one of the not. sad things that I experienced last week, I got inspected by the DCC, which is a regulatory agency um, for the state of California. They came to my farm, and after the inspection happened, you know, I had a kind of a one-on-one 
heart to heart with the inspectors. And I, one of the last questions I asked them was, what are the chances of the small Emerald Triangle small farmer making it with the regulations the way they are? And they said, they're not going to make it. These are the people that are running the show telling me, yeah, we're charging the shit out of you and we're inspecting you and we would fine you if we could, if you had any money left <laughs> and you're not going to make it. So wow, like, that's crazy. I, like, what are we doing? The reason we're still growing, the reason we're still here and we're not growing on the black market is because we've been doing this our whole lives and we don't know how to do anything else. And we love to do this and we believe in this plant and we want to give the best possible product to the consumer. And we're going to do it until we just uh, fall dead, drop down dead. So we're, we're looking for some help. We're looking for somebody to stand up. And the one thing that I can tell anybody that's the first to stand up for the farmers of the Emerald Triangle is we're loyal as hell. Like you stand up for us and we'll be there for you forever. I promise you that. 100%. Thank you for sharing you guys. My experience, I haven't been to Jason's farm because we can't. He's real protective. Come on, easy. We're getting uh, you up here. I just, yeah. I just kid. I just gave a hard time. Um, but I have, I mean, we remembered how to get to John's farm. We didn't even have to look him up or anything. Mike and I were real proud of that. And it's just like, a, it's, and this is to the listeners, like it's so special up there. And the Redwoods are this part of it. But once you get past that, there's this other beautiful community and then once you learn the history and meet the people and you see their faces and you go to these beautiful spots and i don't know who is listening that understands politically how to yell at those people or yell at them contact us contact john contact jason you know you know one thing i do want to touch on here my my wife went to uh you know a booster meeting for our kids school the other day and Ridgeline, another farm, Savage Farms. I mean, we were like, we, we bought the fucking uniforms. Our school doesn't have a scoreboard that works. Our kids don't have fucking jerseys for their, they, they can barely afford to even play sports at our school right now, okay? So our county, this goes back to our county. Our county took in, what was it, $49.5 million, Johnny? Is that what it was? Something like yeah, that. They're, that, owed, that they're over, owed over $65 million and cannabis taxes in this little fucking community. Yet, I have to fix a culvert at, a, at the bottom of the road on the county road. Our roads are shit, and fuck the roads. Our schools, our kids, you know, they're getting screwed. And so we're dumping our last fucking dimes into taxes, and they cannot even support our own schools. You know, they don't even have enough teachers. It's like they're bringing... I mean, I think Spanish class is taught by a fucking computer. To be fair, that's it's probably for the, the best. That's point. probably for the yeah, best. It, it, it could be, you know, but it's like, it just goes so much deeper than us. You know, I mean, we had a really good fucking, you know, our life so far, they've been, they've been, well, Johnny went through eight years of fucking health. They shouldn't say that, but I mean, we've had a good run and, you know, I, I feel pretty, pretty fucking lucky and blessed where I'm at. But at the same time, these kids, they don't deserve to get screwed in all this. You know, they're, they're, you know, we're working our asses off. And Where is that money going? Because that's so much money. And, you know, I've been up there a couple, I mean, three, four, five. North because there's more people. You know, it's mostly that's how they do it. They give it to where there's more people per capita. So we've always been screwed in Southern Humboldt. But just, you know, in general, 
put that much money, every school in Humboldt should be fucking all right. Yes, you know, should be all, that's what be able I mean. The whole county's... Hey, he drove through Eureka. Eureka is not nice, <laughs> you guys. It is where the it's where the evil they goes said you were gonna be at a comedy club and i'm like in eureka there's Ooh, a comedy club what the is. hell like i didn't know where the hell you guys were playing maybe you know in and out it's there was... it's fun but <laughs> it is in eureka it's there so but it is in eureka more minutes we have just a couple more minutes along to tag along with what jason was saying you know this community was was really brought up in, and developed and created by the growers of, of this county and, you know, by, by donations and by support from all of us, we built the schools that are in the mountain that educated all these kills. We built the fire departments that protect us from the forest fires. We built the technical rescues building that actually saves lives and saves people. We donate to the veterans. We donate to the compassionate care group. We're the ones that are the backbones of this whole community. And so if we fall, they fall. That's what we don't want to happen. We're not so much worried about ourselves. We'll survive off the land. We'll grow vegetable garden. We can live off of not much, but it's those organizations that can protect us and help us and help this community that will really end up being the ultimate ones that end up suffering. So that's what we're scared for. When I did this, that article, they, they interviewed me and I, you know, they actually hit me up at a time when I was pretty pissed off time standard. And I, you know, laid it out and said, this is what's fucking going on. And you know, there's always been a lot of people that kind of hate on the pot growers that aren't the pot growers in this community. And I think what they are realizing is that this money circulates to this whole community, this weed money, this cannabis money, the soap money, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's the glue that holds this community together. When that goes away, I don't give a shit if you're, you know, you're working at a grocery store, you're working at a bank, you're, wherever you're working, these things are all going down. All these stores are firing people, laying off people. Every store is hurting, in which it goes to all the families, not just the cannabis growers, you know? Mike, Billy, what, what do we do? Like, we're asking for help. We're asking for advice. We're asking for somebody to point us in the right direction. We'll do the work. We just don't know where to go or how to do it from here. We just we need some help. We need some direction. This is the first step, putting this on blast people hearing your story, not us saying, hey, man, we went to Humboldt and times are tough. Hearing you guys, I'm going to put this out. I'm going to send it to some other people that know people that know people, and I'm going to look them in the eye because I don't I'm, – I'm not a, like a favor guy. Do you know what I mean? I'm a hillbilly. I don't ask for stuff, and then I don't go to people unless it's like a thing I fucking give a shit about. So they listen. You said to me what really it hit my heart hard was when you said it at your dining room table. I guess it was Thursday, Friday. All these people that have made all this money singing about weed and this is their personality and this is this outlaw fucking thing. It came from where you guys are at. That's where it came from. That's where it was grown from the start i didn't understand the disconnect i was having at mjbs with mike because we couldn't smoke weed in that fucking thing and then <laughs> and the our friends at humboldt seed company couldn't have their seeds so i was like this is the start of all this and we're not allowed to have almost at the end of prohibition 
and to still be fighting these weird fights, it's fucking mind numbing. We we've never had to really rely on anybody in our lives. You know, we've always relied on each other, you know, um, our neighbors, our friends, our closest people. We've never had to ask for help. And right now we really need some fucking help. We really need to see whose values are aligned with ours. We really need to know who is looking out for us. You know, I'm asking for help. Jason's asking for help and we're not asking for help for us. We're asking help for our community. We're asking for people that help create this multi-billion dollar industry that we're running from helicopters as 10, 12, 15 year old kids to fight for this plan and now it's legal. Now there's people sitting in jail doing a lot of time for this plant. We need to help them. We need to help a lot of people. So we're asking for help because we won't be around next year to help anybody else if we if we don't get some help. And that's real shit. That's the truth. I'm not filling anybody up with anything that's from my heart. 100% correct, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. Go follow them. You'll see what farming's about. You'll see the videos of the windstorms. You'll see all the hard work that John put in over this year. Connect with these people and support them. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Got yeah, a lot of thank work you guys so much. Yeah, Keep, holler, keep holler helping us. us. Keep spreading and, the love, man. We need you guys. No, we'll we be bugging guys. the shit out of you guys. We will be Come bugging the shit out visit. of you guys. Come visit. Come <laughs> okay. visit. It's so cheap to fly up there now. I'm <laughs> and people <laughs> listen, people listen to the show, right? People listen. Cheaper, cheaper to fly up, grab some weed, fly home to go to the dispensary and buy yourself a little fucking jar. <laughs> like, that's a good mail. tourism. That's, that's I didn't hear tourism. anything you said. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. See you guys. Thank you so much. All right, man. Thank you guys. You-